Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is found in the Epistle lesson, Romans chapter 8. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Here ends our text. In the name of Jesus, amen. Before we move back to Michigan from a parish that I was serving in Connecticut, we made a trip every summer from the East Coast to Michigan to visit our parents and relatives. And over the years, we encountered a number of different responses from the border guards when we were crossing the border into Canada or when we crossed back into the United States. Sometimes the border guard would give us the third degree. At other times, he'd ask one or two simple questions and wave us on our way. But at one of the crossings, we had a wonderful surprise. We slowed down, pulled up to the toll booth, and as the toll booth worker came out, he said to us, you don't have to pay any toll. The driver before you has paid your toll. Pat and I sat there with money in hand, momentarily stunned at this random act of kindness that had come our way. But then this small bit of good news finally sank in. We don't have to pay anything. Our toll had been paid by another. We were free to travel on. To understand the good news of the gospel is to understand that someone, namely God himself, has paid what he did not owe, the penalty of our sins when his son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross. Yes, the Christian faith is not a do. The Christian faith is a done. A completed act of love that comes to us as a free gift to be received by faith. God's grace is not some random act of kindness. It was incredibly intentional. God in Christ with loving purpose, reconciling the world unto himself. And this intentionality of God's purposeful love that touched our lives in Jesus Christ is the central truth of our epistle lesson today, where we learn that our gracious God does it all. From all eternity, God chose us in Christ to be his very own. Here in time, God has done everything necessary for our salvation. And each and every day, God makes all things work together for our good as he keeps us in the faith. Yes, everything that we are is because God has loved us and he has done it all. Looking at God's plan of salvation and how it has touched our lives is sort of like looking at a beautiful stained glass window. We can either stand back and look at the bright colors and see his love shining through, see his artistry, 
one beautiful color at a time, or we can come up closer and look at the window up close, examining what Jesus Christ has done for us. In both cases, God's love has embraced our lives from beginning to end. A love that has known us in Christ from all eternity, a love that has brought us to faith in Christ, a love that sustains us each and every day, and a love that will never let us go. Yes, with regards to our faith, our gracious God has done it all. From beginning to end, from start to finish, all that we are spiritually is the work of our gracious God. Our epistle lesson this morning speaks clearly about the often misunderstood doctrine of election. It is so often misunderstood because unless we understand God's foreknowledge in the context of his universal love and his unmerited grace, the conclusions we draw about predestination can be wrong. Paul writes in our epistle lesson, For those whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Our God certainly knows all things before they occur. He knew beforehand who would believe. However, his act of predestination, his act of eternal election, was not prompted by his all-encompassing knowledge. Rather, it was prompted by his universal love for all, his undeserved love, his amazing grace. St. Paul writes to the Ephesians, For God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. God's foreknowing is joined to the special regard he had for all that he had predestined in love, those he chose in Christ. God's foreknowing love was also a predestinating love. God drew them into the blueprints of his gracious plan for all people in Christ. In advance, those boundaries marked out their earthly existence so that his gracious purpose might be worked out in their lives and be fulfilled in Christ. Think about it for a moment. From all eternity, God wanted you and me to be like his son and one day join him in heaven. Therefore, God sent his son, born on earth as a man, to become the world's redeemer. God accomplished our salvation through the cross of Jesus Christ, his innocent death as payment for all human sin, his glorious resurrection triumphing even over death. Christ is the cause of our election. Because God elected us in Christ, he has also brought us to faith in Christ. We were adopted as his sons and daughters by our gracious God through Jesus Christ. And in this family of God, into which we have been brought by our gracious God, Christ remains the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Christ is preeminent over all creation. He is the firstborn among many in the light of his resurrection. Our gracious God 
indeed does it all for us. We are everything we are because of his love, and his love for us in Christ extends even before time, way back to eternity, when in Christ he chose us to be his very own. God foreknew us, God predestined us in Christ. And if this alone were not wondrous and grand enough, there is even more to what God has done for us each and every day, as we read in our text. For the second point of our lesson today is this, here in time, God has done everything necessary for our salvation. St. Paul writes that those whom God predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. God's love always marked by purposeful action. St. Paul telling us about those purposeful actions God has taken here in time, and those actions he will yet take to fulfill in his carefully laid out plan. God's plan for our salvation led him to call us to faith in Christ. His invitation to salvation that has come to our lives through his means of grace. For many of us here, it was holy baptism that first joined us to Christ. Others perhaps were called to faith by the gospel in later years when they heard the good news of Jesus and again, by the power of the Holy Spirit, believed in Jesus as their Savior. Do you know that your baptism, your faith that you hold right now in Christ as your Savior, speak of God's purposeful and intentional work in your life? God is working out his plan in Christ for you to be his very own. But there's even more to what God has done for you and me. Not only has God called us to faith, he has also justified us. God alone is the eternal, all-righteous judge, and the marvel of his grace and mercy is this, that he declares sinners like you and me to be righteous in his sight. How does God do this? Does God do this on the basis of good things we have done? Not at all. Rather, we are declared righteous because of what Jesus has done for us in our place and on our behalf. There remains no record of our sins. They have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we are declared not guilty before God for Christ's sake. It is finished. But there is even more to what God has done for us. Not only has God called us to faith, not only has God justified us, he will also glorify us. In fact, the way St. Paul expresses it in our text from Romans, it is as if it has already been accomplished. Those he justified, he also glorified. And from the standpoint of eternity, God already sees our glorification as complete even though we, bound by time, living in this fallen world, are still on that path to glory. We can see some of the beautiful colors of that glory already shining down upon us here on earth 
And yet, how well we know that our lives each day are still marred by sin. We want to do good. Sin causes us to do something else. Yes, adopted into God's family, cleansed from sin, made heirs of heaven, yet here on earth we face our sinful flesh, the world, and Satan each and every day. But the promise is this. We know that we are destined for glory, that God, by his grace, will graciously award to us the crown of glory that will not fade, and that one day we will appear with Christ in glory. And that day we will be fully conformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ. And what a great day that will be when we finally look back and fully see that our gracious God has done it all for us. And what a great day it will be when we can clearly see that our gracious God has been at work in our life from beginning to end. Now these are wonderful promises that St. Paul says to us today in Romans 8. God's foreknowing love which predestined us in Christ, that love that has called us to faith, that love that has justified us, that love that destines us for glory. But a nagging question always seems to rise up in the minds of Christians. How can I be sure that I will keep my faith? Perhaps more than once in your life you have felt as if you might be losing your faith. We are blown back and forth by the winds and waves of life. Our best laid intentions are torpedoed by Satan, causing us to wonder at times, will we make it safely into heaven's harbor? For such questions and doubts, one of the most comforting passages of all Holy Scripture is given in our text today. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. We are called according to his purpose. God can, and God does, and God will continue to take each and every circumstance in our lives and make them all work together for our good. For God is at work to keep us in the faith. Even when we fail to see God's wisdom behind the sad events or the tragic traumas of our life. We are invited by this glorious promise to live in the confident trust that under God's direction, all of life's experiences will in the end combine for our eternal good. Both triumph and tragedy, both health and sickness, both joy and sorrow will all be combined in the mix that God allows as God alone knows what will best accomplish his overarching purpose of love for each of our lives so that all things are worked out according to his purpose. All things are worked out for our good. When our faith is bruised, God is there to bind it up again. When our faith is only a faintly smoldering wick, God is there to fan it into flame again. You can be sure that the afflictions that you experience or your loved ones are now experiencing will indeed pass. The sunshine of God's love will once again break out from the dark clouds that seem so threatening 
to you now. Yes, nothing, absolutely nothing, will be able to separate you from the love of God, which is yours, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Dearly beloved, everything we are is because of God's love for us. Our gracious God has done it all, does it all, and will do it all. His is a love that has adopted us, a love which nurtures us, a love that supports us, a love that encourages us, and a love that will one day grant us the crown of everlasting life. And as if that's not enough, his is a love that foreknew us and predestined all of this for us in Christ from all eternity. This is a wondrous love, the wondrous love of our gracious God who does it all. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ that passes all of our human understanding guard and keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.